You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Feeling like uh, I wasn't intended to be back or traveling. I will get into all of that if you would like here shortly on the show. As uh, I'm still a little, little damp, little, little wet from practice. Um, Saints training camp day number two. Got a chance to go catch about an hour and a half there before I made my way back over here to do the show. We'll talk a little bit about that. Of course, the sights and sounds, and you will hear from several Saints players. From post practice yesterday, including Mark Ingram, uh, Will Lutz spoke there as well, Tyron Matthew, and some observations I'm making about him that I think may surprise you as a Saints fan, especially ones that maybe really wanted Jameis, Win- um, uh, Tyron Matthew on the team. Uh, we'll hear from Jameis Winston. He spoke as well. Dennis Allen. So we'll get into all of that, plus DA's comments that he's about to make here at 12.15 on day two, the first two days Fans have been able to attend and see not so much tomorrow. So we'll get into all of that and more and let you listen to your black and gold. And then they'll take a little bit of a brief break and get right back at it here at the end of July. As, of course, you know, it is Wednesday. and I hadn't forgot about it. I'm going to get to it here in a quick second. But, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, right? So the 22nd, the 29th, the 6th, the 13th, the 20th. 27th, Wednesday, July 27th is uh, day one of Saints training camp. So one, two, three, four, five, six, six Wednesdays in um, not including today. Saints training camp starts. Let's give you an idea. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, right? And more than anything else. It, to me, sort of does feel like it's around the corner, and it really isn't that far uh, removed from that. And I think one of the storylines so far this week in minicamp is the players that you may or may not see um, until then, or once camp starts, at least that's the hope, and it's particular, particularly at right defensive ends. So that is going to be... The thing there. Anyway, let's get started. Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that, what, that camera Wednesday hump day. Is that what it is? Hey, it's Shock G, the digital underground and Coach Sean of the Payton. Letting you know that uh, it is the midway point of your work week. Wonder when he's has he announced officially? Yeah, he has, right? He has it on the uh, the Twitter banner. Yeah, he's gonna be over there at Fox Sports. See what'll be there. One big difference between him and DA I'll bring up here in a second. Indeed, peace and humptiness forever. The words of wisdom. As uh yeah, already one big difference between Sean Payne and Dennis Allen. Injuries. 
Ask him about something and he'll tell you. Normally, during uh, this time of the year, you ask Sean Payton anything, it's like, I'm not required to give you an injury update and you will get it when I'm required. But uh, yesterday he spoke about Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner, a couple of players that uh, we hope to see when camp starts. I don't know, is that, is that a concerning thing? It's, it's starting to become a, not a concern, but a definitely raising an eyebrow type of question thing. So we'll get all of that and more, some observations. Uh, 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Buddy, we'll take your phone calls back over in the Loro Studios. And, of course, you can also uh, be a part of the show via social media, at ESPN Radio NOLA on Twitter. Got a couple questions of the day we'll throw out there here as well. We'll touch on USA Soccer with Coach G, NBA Finals, um, some news on a New Orleans Pelican and what that may mean or not mean for his future on the team, or do you think it means anything at all with Jackson Hayes? So we'll get into him here uh, a bit. Scott Prather will join us as he does on Wednesdays uh, at 1230. Sean Fox is in Vegas. I'm not even bothering. He normally joins us on Wednesday, and Ralph's got a medical procedure. If you follow him on Twitter, you know what's going on. It's not going to be a good day for him, wink, wink, if you know what I'm talking about. In all honesty, it's just a test, but it's good. And uh, we'll hear from him tomorrow, and I'm sure he'll joke about it. So uh, that is your guest list right now. Chris McLean at 2.30 from Charlotte, WFNZ, is going to join us because yesterday, and I'll get into this here in a quick second, um, during the travels back, I, I, I Baker Mayfield to the Panthers, that's that's apparently trying to happen. And what does that mean for the Panthers? And more importantly, how do the Panthers fans sort of feel about that? Look, I've said this before. They they have no idea. They have no idea who they want to be, who they are. And um Yeah, I I don't know what that coach kind of wants or to do or he's running out of people to blame. So I don't know. It's a very interesting thing going there, but I, I figure rather than me trying to understand it, how about I Bring somebody on that's talking about it every single morning on his show, The Mac Attack. So, as I said last week, I had to go up to Vermont for my nephew's graduation, and it was a trek for sure, which I'll get into in a quick second. But massive thanks for uh, filling in and doing the the job, Mr. Tigrat Fanini, and obviously Maddie, Jordan, Scott back over at Katie's on Thursday, Jack Benjamin for two days on Friday and Monday, then yesterday Corey Glorower from Human Stadium, and of course Jordan the intern having to uh, do all of that with everybody and help out. So uh, we we all appreciate it, believe me, um, and I was still trying to help out as much as I could, especially when you have a five-year-old with you traveling, two flights canceled, two broken planes <laughs> Missing two days before you actually got there and then eventually back. It's, it's been, um, it was, it was, it was, a, it was an adventure, as my wife said. It's how you look at life. You can either be aggravated and, uh, or it's an adventure. And that's, uh, what she kept texting me for me to say it. And I probably normally would like talk about all of the, the, the things that we did on the trip. It was fun and all that. But dude, I just got to, not only am I thanking the people that, you know, stepped in and, and helped out and did the show for me. Massive props to the five-year-old. I mean, I honestly am. Everyone's proud of their kids. I am so proud of Carver. I have photographic evidence. I just saw Todd at practice, and he he didn't believe me. I showed him 600 photos plus of my trip to Vermont. I like to take pictures and videos. It is what I do. Um, And so I got the evidence. That dude didn't throw a tantrum, didn't get upset, didn't not listen, was awesome. 
just the entire time. Even made people laugh when we were on the plane yesterday. We get told it's broke, get off the plane. He goes, you know, just popping jokes like we're getting on another plane. I'm like, yeah. And then that plane had something wrong with it. 45 minutes to an hour sitting in the plane. He's watching his tablet. He takes his headsets off. He goes, but we still haven't gone. Got everybody, you know, laughing and everything. So it was kind of cool. Again, he was a champ. We didn't get here until after midnight. We're supposed to be here at eight, <laughs> but at least we got here as uh, we were supposed to leave Wednesday. Flight got canceled to Thursday, and then we had to switch airports in D.C. It was awesome, but I did try to keep track of what was going on and, of course, help out with Jack and everybody doing the show and kind of go back, back and forth. Obviously, the NBA Finals. Something we watched together up there in Vermont. A lot of Celtics fans, including my wife's family. So they definitely have a view on how the finals is going right now with the Warriors one win away from winning the NBA championship. And game six is tomorrow at Thursday uh, at eight o'clock. So we'll talk a little bit about more about that tomorrow. But, you know, I'll, I'll take your, your thoughts on that, really, on how you've been feeling about it and looking at it. Cause there was, uh, look, you know this from being a Pels fan. Um, Tony Brothers. That's, I think that's all you need to say, right? Just that name alone probably gives you, uh, shudders, right? I mean, questionable calls for sure, but I think it almost kind of circles back and goes back to what we've been talking about for a couple of weeks here. And that is, I think the three pointer right now in the NBA, it, it's, it's why you have blowouts. It's why I'm at least trying to explain how as I said several weeks ago, the team that's going to lift the Larry O'Brien trophy here, it's the Warriors or Celtics. They, they both would have gotten blown out or had like a 30 to 10 quarter or whatever. I, I can't ever remember recall a potential and future champion ever being blown out like that in a playoff game or, or having the possibility to. And it's because of the three point shot. I mean, in that game alone, in game five, it was nuts. You had Boston unable to miss a shot, right? They start the game 20 to eight. Then the third quarter, what is it? Eight straight threes. They take the lead. Warriors look cooked. And then Boston could make a shot the entire fourth quarter. Steph Curry doesn't make a three in what? 200 plus games, which is nuts. Did make a three and they won. So I honestly don't know what I'm going to see in game six. I I think and I felt most of this series kind of like I felt going into the finals. I think Boston's the more physical team, and if they put it together and they work, they they are good and good enough to win for sure. I don't want to say the better team, but it's how – their shooting goes, and that's what I was saying before the finals. I thought if it got to six or seven, can the legs sustain all of the defending and all of the action that the Warriors do? And I wonder if in that fourth quarter you saw that. But again, in the third quarter, Boston couldn't miss. Everyone was shooting threes. Smart shooting threes, Holford shooting threes, you know, Brown shooting threes, Tatum's shooting threes. He's had an up-and-down finals by some people, but I, I don't know. I, so I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on, on that here as well. So we'll touch on all of that and more over the next three hours. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation or at ESPN Radio Nola on 
We'll talk to Coach D, as I said, coming up this hour about USA, Team USA on the pitch, the men's um, beat, uh, tying a draw with El Salvador yesterday. The pitch, the field was, um, yeah, rainy, soggy, sloppy. Coach uh, Kenny Farrell of the Jesters, we'll talk with him later on in the week. He was complaining about, you know, games like that for CONCACAF and things of that nature. Uh, they need to be better quality. So we'll talk about a little bit about that. But obviously today, to me, my, my focus, and we got a ton of sound that we're going to get into starting next segment. And again, if you have any questions, did you go yesterday? Did you go today? Um, and, and see, you know, the Saints, 100% attendance from Dennis Allen. Doesn't mean that they all participated in it. But again, it, you know, our first time since the season to see yesterday and today Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, you know, Lattimore's there, what that defense sort of looks like with the Mario Davis back there, and there's Marcus May, and, you know, there's Tyron Matthew, and I'm going to give some observations that I saw there that kind of interesting to me that, I, that I'm seeing that I think may surprise you as a Saints fan. I, I think it may, because I think you probably thought that Tyron Matthew was coming in to do this. Right now, what I'm seeing, and again, I'm not giving away trade secrets, I don't think, but I just, um, but I'm not seeing him do what I thought many Saints fans thought he would be coming to New Orleans to do. That makes any sense. So I'll get that here in a little bit. And as I said, coming up next segment, we'll hear from not only Jameis, but Pete Werner. Again, it's, I know a lot of Saints fans are wondering if, Quad Alexander is going to be a saint or not. The fact that, you know, Sherbert's a linebacker tried out yesterday. I just, I, I, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the signs. If that was the case for whatever reason, whether he wants a different contract, the team's looking to move on. I, I don't know. And the other aspect that I'm looking forward to, to playing for you guys again is Will Lutz being out there and being cleared to play. And he posted on social media, I believe it was yesterday on Instagram. His happiness of being fully cleared, fully recovering, and all of that. And uh, he spoke yesterday. So to hear from, again, I think another offensive piece that you didn't have last year. We talk a lot about Michael Thomas and the impact he's going to have. But let's be honest. We kind of put our hands in front of our face and spread our fingers a bit to kind of peek without really seeing. You know, like when you do that with horror movies. That was Saints extra points last year. And that's not, that's never good. When extra points are rough, that's, that's never good. So we'll hit the break and when we come back, we will get into some of the Saints sound here. Again, Tyron Matthews. All that's in the sound bank for you. So we'll get that throughout the show, your phone calls, and more. It's the Sports Hangover. Your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Call me a fool. Right at this moment, I'm totally cool. Clear as a crystal. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. 
Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Always on the run and short on cash? With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Hi, welcome back. Yesterday, by many accounts, including the Graph and others that covered practice yesterday, apparently the play of the day easily and probably even player of the day that was out there, at least that's what Todd thinks. Uh, guys really standing out and just kind of jumps out at you. Jarvis Landry, one-hand catch yesterday. Uh, in practice, and again, you saw him that first day that he was out there at that OTA, what, two OTAs ago. He just, you just see it. I mean, you just, again, he's a five-time Pro Bowl receiver, Roy, who still has the Saints at six wins, I'm assuming. Um, Dennis Allen yesterday after practice on Jarvis. Really the same impression that I've had, you know, since, since he showed up here for the first day of practice. Um, he's highly competitive. Uh, he does a great job of understanding how to run a route, set up a route, get in and out of a break. Um, and then he's he's got good uh, instincts and run skills with the ball in his hands. So, um, look, again, I'm, I, I think he's a guy that can help us. Did you feel like he stood out to that? Um, yeah. I, look, I mean, it's always hard for me to make a snap judgment coming right off the field because there's so many different things that you're – that you're watching uh, and that you're looking at. Um, but but certainly I felt like there was a few plays that he made, yeah. It was interesting because I, I was talking with a couple of the people that were watching practice today and I said, look, even without, and of course you want to see with the receiving core, with Michael Thomas. But if he wasn't there, Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave, I mean, that that – has improved that core. And I understand we have not seen Chris Olave run a real NFL route in the game. I, I just don't see what we're seeing. We've been told and have seen already. It doesn't translate. Guy just looks smooth out there. Um, and I know he's not doing it against anybody. That's fine. But it'll be interesting to see what that receiving group's going to look like with everybody in there. But Jarvis absolutely stands out. And you know, you still have such a very young receiving core that I do think the addition of that veteran 
the presence from Thomas, who's been there. He showed up at the end of practice yesterday, not participating, but was out there in his jersey um, watching. And and having Landry in that receiving room, I think is going to do wonders. And if you're Chris Olave, you, you couldn't you know, be happier, right? Not only do you have a relationship with Michael Thomas already, but the guy that you do is in the same receiving room with you. And also Jarvis Landry being able to bring his knowledge of the game and such. But this was uh, D.A. on the young receivers yesterday. Well, look, you know, uh, we made a couple additions to that room, um, which made it a lot deeper. Uh, and it's going to be a challenging, uh, you know, spot to find a to find a roster spot and to find a role. Um, and so I just want to see guys come out here and compete every day. And if they do that uh, and they practice with intent and practice with a purpose, I think they'll get better. Um, and, and as long as they're improving, I think they got a chance to help us. Yeah, no doubt. Um, again, I, I just, it is interesting. You look at just them going through drills and everything and it, it looks, it, it just looks different. It looks drastically different size, speed running in and out of the cuts, things of that nature. So it, it was nice. Uh, again, Jameis has been there the entire time. And I thought that was the storyline at the start of OTAs to see where he's at right now and how he's progressing, not only health-wise, but, you know, being this team's quarterback moving forward, DA. Comfortable with where he's at. I I don't know that I had any, like, you know, expectation as to where he would be um, on this particular day. I know he's still, um, you know, got some work to do to be, you know, fully ready to go. Um, and and we're just going to keep working every day to to kind of get there. Basically, he's doing everything but the one team period of 11 on 11, and my understanding is essentially they're just holding him back from that. Could he do it? They believe he could. Well, he does, for sure. They're, just, they're being cautious with it, and I, I get it. But he's doing everything else. If you went yesterday, you went today, you, you'll see what I'm talking about. The, the guy is doing everything else. He's moving the big net they got in the middle there where the quarterbacks throw. And I don't know if you've seen photos or videos the last couple of OTAs on your sports cast at night or anybody that covers it online. And you'll see the quarterbacks throwing into a net. And there's three squares, and they're tr- trying to do that. Um, he's moving. Every, again, I, I don't see anything that would give me the, the – the belief that he's not going to be ready for the beginning of the season. DA was still lasted. That's hard to say. You know what I mean? I, I, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be able to function and do his role. Is he a hundred percent? Is he 95? Is he 92? I, I don't know what those percentages are, uh, but I feel like he's going to be plenty healthy to do his job. I a hundred percent agree with that from that aspect of it. So again, you, have time. You have six Wednesdays, not including today, to the start of training camp, all of training camp, three preseason games, and then the regular season on September 11th. You got some time for that to happen. Now, that kind of leads into one of my big differences and points that I wanted to start off the show with today in Dennis Allen and Sean Payton. I, I'm sure, and I think Sean would touch on it and would give us an update or, or not. I don't know. But he was never, as you know, in his time here, got someone to speak at all on injuries, much less at this time of the year. He he was more relaxed, and you got more football stuff from him 
at this time of the year than you would during regular season Sean mode. But injuries was always injuries. Off season, during the season, unless it's on the report, he just will not talk about it. And again, I've always said this. Look, his job's to win games. Our job's to ask the questions and get it. You want the fans really care about it. Um, obviously, with everyone betting, knowing about injuries, it's probably more important than anything else, but it is what it is. But he was asked a series of questions about injuries about different players. And again, it, it just it, it just struck me because you know Sean wouldn't have probably taken any of them. After the first or second one, he probably would have said, y'all can stop asking. I'm not going to answer anything about anybody. First off, Will Lutz getting him back. Well, look, I think that's anytime you get anybody that, and they're feeling completely healthy. I mean, this is probably about the only time of the year where you're going to have a guy that's going to feel completely healthy. And so, um, look, I think it's good to have him out here. Um, I'm excited about getting him back, getting him going. And, uh, you know, certainly it's been a long process for him. I know he's excited about getting out here and trying to help the team win. So that's one of the players that was injured and is coming back. Now, Marcus May, again, saw him out there this morning. And that's going to be another point I'm going to bring up here at the top of next hour between him and Tyron Matthew and where they're really playing at safety. It's a bit surprising. Um, he's more in the box than Tyron Matthew. You're watching number six, at least in the walkthrough portion of team drills. He's moving everywhere. He's lining up at the line of scrimmage or, you know, where the linebacker, he's almost a linebacker. And Tyron Matthew is all the way in the back by himself, which is interesting because as the play moves on, he's kind of just still. Now I was talking to Fazan from Fox 8 about that. I'm like, that's, that's kind of not probably what a lot of people thought. Now again, they just could be trying to figure it out. They could just be seeing what works there. I don't know. Um, Number of things popped in my head, you know. Uh, is that a way to still be able to use his playmaking skills on the back end? Uh, from that aspect of it, not run as much, save your legs, uh, but still be a guy that can talk and be creative. I, I just, I, I think of Malcolm Jenkins when he was here. They drafted him as a cornerback, then moved him to safety. Maybe that speed wasn't there, but they knew he was maybe smart and could make plays on a ball, so safety would be where he would go play. I don't know. It was just, I, I, I envision and thought, and I'm sure many Saints fans, and I'm not saying that it won't happen. I just, it's just one of the things I'm seeing right now, and it's, um, interesting how they're using them. And again, that could be a package. That could be what I do think they're going to be interchangeable. Um, but is that good or bad? That's something that Sean and I were talking about. This team really doesn't have a true free safety, if that makes any sense. Both can make plays, both are comfortable with the line of scrimmage. But at the end of the day, I need somebody to cover back there. Who who do you feel more comfortable than? I'm just saying right now, get early on. What I'm sort of seeing is um, that. Now, Marcus May, coming back from his injury, and again, doing, he's like Jameis. He does everything, essentially. But apparently the final team drill portion of it, here's DA on it. Look, I- I'll say this about, like, all the injured guys, okay, you know, I know we all want the timetable on exactly when they're going to be able to return and when they're going to be 100%. I don't have all those answers. I do know that all of our guys are working extremely hard to get themselves ready. I think the goal for everybody uh, pretty much is to have them ready for training camp. And then we'll see when we get there 
you know, where we're at. Marcus Davenport and his injury status. Um, Marcus is uh, dealing more with the uh, rehabbing from a shoulder and a, and a, and a finger. So training camp is probably the goal for him. Training camp would be the goal. I. I think we just got to kind of wait and see where he's at. Hmm. That didn't sound like uh, we're going to see him that first day of training camp, huh? But, again, you don't know until you get there and see how it is. But that's interesting because, again, he was on and off the field last year. Peyton Turner's not there right now in the building, but not going through any of the workouts and stuff, and that's why I said at the start of the show is right defensive end, kind of a, you know, spot right now to kind of keep an eye on. Um, it can be a strength, and I think it will be a strength whenever people are healthy. I mean, Cole Granderson right now is your right defensive end, at least what we've seen. Again, it's it's June 15th. But that's Dennis Allen, the head coach, on Marcus Davenport, who is recovering from a shoulder and a finger situation. The other thing, too, is obviously you get to see Alvin Kamara. Alvin's there. Many of us have speculated or kind of spoken about almost like we expect him to not start the season. Possible suspension for what happened over at the Pro Bowl. And... He was asked, the head coach, is he preparing for Alvin Kamara to be suspended? Yeah, look, I think that those are thoughts that have kind of gone through our mind already, but yet um, I'm, not, I'm not really focused on the things that I don't control right now. I'm really focused on the things that we, we have control over. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll have a plan uh, if anything, you know, comes up. But, you know, right now we're just we're just practicing football and trying to get ready for the season. Are you updated on that situation at all? Yeah. Yeah. Is that like a continuous thing? Yeah, until there's, you know, much being said, there's really not anything to do. So we just kind of focus on the football. And and, uh, um, certainly when there's something that we need to, you know, take any sort of action on, we will. Was was the signing of David Johnson related to his Alvin situation? Um, No. I think, as with anything, we're, we're just trying to bring in guys that we want to take a look at that we think potentially could help us at some point. Um, David Johnson's been a good player in our league, and uh, we thought he was a guy that, that you know we wanted to at least get a look at. So that's Dennis Allen on the Alvin Kamara situation, and obviously the Saints adding some running back depth there. Quick break. We come back. We'll go to Lafayette. Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette, will join us next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? 
Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a monster truck driver to deliver pizza. And the neighbors are going wild. You can hear that engine from a mile away, Fran. And he's foregoing the driveway and heading right up the lawn and over the azaleas. What a power move. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. With six-foot tires and a roll cage, this pizza guy could quite literally crush the competition. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Mr. Scott Prather joins us on Wednesdays to talk about pretty much anything and everything. Sir, how are you this afternoon? How are you? I am great, Gus. Uh, I mean, you made it back in one piece with your son. Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely not in Vermont anymore. Uh, <laughs> and it was a, it was a, it was a overcast afternoon practice or late morning practice this morning. It was not bad. I kept checking the temperature standing next to Todd and Aaron Summers. And I mean, you just every two seconds, you're like, Oh, you know, just like the cloud would move and just, Oh, you're baking. And I'm like, man, I was in 71 degree weather, 57 for low. This is not it. And I'm, opening my weather app here and i'm like there's no way it's just 67 percent humidity right now it's no way it's just constant dripping man but um you know it, it's it's nice to go away and then come back and then sort of kind of get back into it by seeing the team out there and look there's so many different storylines we thought going into otas and camp but you know seeing alvin Kamara and then hearing dennis allen kind of talk about it yesterday it's it's kind of a big one because that, that really probably determines how this team starts, right, if he misses time. Absolutely. I mean, he's, I mean, who, who do you think the best player on the Saints is? Yeah, that's a good point. I would yeah. say him. I mean, you, 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 you take your best player off any team, especially one with, you know, big expectations, and it's different. Now, obviously, if your best player is your quarterback, I get that that changes things. I know the position has something to do with it, but – He's the best player on the team. I mean, we, we can X's and O's and all we want. And when you look at the fact that, you know, they're, they're having to work out guys like David Johnson, who, you know, is, uh, you know, his prime was back when, you know, you didn't have any gray hair, Gus. It's been a while. He's probably right. going to have trouble making the team, and yet they're going to maybe have to utilize him at some point. And I, I, I look, Mark Ingram, I love him, and he's still good, but he's well past his prime. I mean, it, it's reality. So now you – you have to fully rely on him, and then whoever is after that, eesh. I mean, Kamara just does so much uh, in the backfield, and 
we didn't get to see much of him and Jameis Winston last year, yeah. you know, because of injuries and one was sidelined for a little while. And really the two of them working together, the more reps they get in mini camp and training camp and all of that, that's huge because I get a lot of focuses obviously on Michael Thomas and, you know, when he returns fully. And, 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 and then you want to see the new guys like Jarvis Landry or a rookie and all of that. Mm-hmm. But, if if Kamara can't go or if he's suspended for a certain amount of time, it just it, it changes so much. Um, and, and hopefully he's you know he's not out at all. Or if he is, and I'm expecting a suspension from the NFL. Hopefully it's not for very long. You know, the other aspect of it too is I was making the point in the segment before you. Dennis Allen a little bit more forthcoming about injuries and, and he touched on different things and, and I'm going to get into some of the other ones too because you know, I'm not saying I, I'm going full you here in, in panic mode but as we wrap up tomorrow with minicamp then we're going to turn the page to questions entering training camp right and health and who's going to be there is probably going to be among the start the the other thing that was interesting watching today though was you, you that unmistakable bond slash friendship man that Kamara has with Mark Ingram and I almost teased right the teased you the, the last couple of weeks I'm like it's almost like we've forgotten Mark Ingram if he can rather do anything but there, there's a drill or two where they're going through some um I guess some some blocking pads or whatever that's laid out and they have to go left right and then go through and you can just see the agility and stuff and, and you know Mark Mark's had some some years on him. So to your point, trying to get some other players in there to help out because you don't know what Mark can do. But, man, there's no denying what he means to the locker room and specifically 41, man. And I think it makes him a happier person. Yeah, I, I hated that he ever left. No disrespect to Latavius Murray, but you know my thoughts on Mark Ingram. And People are like, oh, well, they were so desperate last year that they had to trade for him. But first of all, it was a brilliant trade because they were able to get up anything to get a guy back in the locker room that was going to make an impact there and on the field. It, it just, you know, the two of them together, it just feels right. You know, I, there was something missing. You could, you didn't have the Camaro Latavius Ferry post game interviews together. Um, it, they missed Ingram on the field when he was gone, and certainly they missed him in the locker room. I think. To play in the league as long as Mark has at that position, Saints all-time leading rusher for a reason, um, and a guy that's been in the league as long as he has, it's hard to get drafted in 2011 as a running back and still be in the league over a decade later. Um, but he is, and, and with good reason. He keeps his body in shape, and uh, he can't be at this point in his career. You're every, you know, you're, you're bell cow. You're starting running back for 17 games in the season, but as a backup, as a guy that can help you in big moments, as a guy that can play um, in a certain role and be a huge leader in your locker room and obviously be that guy for Alvin Kamara, Ingram still brings it to the table. This may be his last season, Gus, but I'm, if it is, I'm glad, he, I'm glad he's doing it with the same. Like I said, there's just moments there where they would do a drill. They'd catch a you know screen pass or something out the backfield. And, um, and they, they both just start doing a dance, almost like kid and play style. I mean, the, the crowd and the fans there just loved it. They were going back and forth. There was one drill. Mark didn't understand what they were trying to do. And, uh, so he just kind of did his own thing, running over some, some, some running pads and stuff. And, and he's like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. And the crowd just loved it. He's like, yeah, come on, Mark. He did it right the next time. It's just that, that back and forth, you know, was kind of interesting because DAO also talked about, chemistry and building that team chemistry and you and I have talked the last couple of weeks Scott your show and my show about why I think it is important that 
honey badgers there that Thomas, even though he's not participating in the practices, is in the building showing that leadership, showing that team camaraderie, 100% attendance yesterday and today. Winston from the get-go. I, I do think doing that now does help going forward. I mean, quite honestly, it helped the Pelicans get to the postseason. 100% attendance. That's huge. And you can say, oh, well, you know, no one wants to keep fine, blah, blah, blah. If you look around the league. Not all 32 teams have 100% attendance at mandatory minicamp, even with the word mandatory. Um, the fact that everyone's there, even the ones that, you know, can't, practice like Peyton Turner or Marcus Davenport, uh, they're still there, right? And, and of course, I, I just use them. Of course, they're there, right? They're rehabbing. My point is, there's no player currently that doesn't want to be there for whatever reason, whether it be a contract, whether it be a stalemate. They're all there having them together. And to your point, you know, Sean Payton, especially during the, you know, the COVID year, well, we don't need to meet. We don't really need to meet virtually. It's fine. Let's just all get together. And I guess if you have continuity across the board, that's fine. You can call it continuity because Dennis Allen is now the head coach and he was there before, but this is a new regime, right? right? This isn't Sean Payton. This isn't Drew Brees. Having everyone there is important, and everyone everyone there having fun. I mean, geez. (laughs) Just good vibes all around. I mean, even though it's just chilling, seeing the videos of Jarvis Lance one handicap, seeing the team just having population, Kamara and Ingram having a good time. I don't know, man. I, we've said it a lot, right? When there's right. good vibes, you can feel it. When there's good energy, you can feel it. People can call that cheesy or cliche. It's not. You can feel it, man. And having that um, that culture, that atmosphere, 100% attendance, you can't tell me that that's, oh, that's no big deal, whatever. No, it means something because I've seen the opposite. I've seen when, it's, when there is some disarray somewhere when there's some kind of schism and they're all just saying the right things but they're just going through the motions. And then I've seen it when you can tell the team is having fun and genuinely likes each other and wants to be there. And believe me, the latter is a lot better than the former. Scott, one of the, uh, I guess, storylines that I was saying that it will, will now have moving forward is the fact that DA kind of touched on Marcus Davenport and saying that he's, he's dealing with a shoulder and a finger and it didn't sound very, I guess, assertive that we would see him at the start of training camp. And we haven't seen Peyton Turner now. He did speak after an OTA, I believe, two weeks ago. And he said his anticipation is to be ready for training camp. But, you know, I, I do think when when healthy, this defensive line can be really good. But I was having a conversation with two people today, specifically on Davenport. 